Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Anyway, we're going to do something a little different today. You know, one of our core values as a church is to build a culture of honor. And I want to honor somebody today. I spent this whole past week watching our steel rise up, but I had to watch online like many of you because I was at our annual Wave Collective Pastors Summit and Conference in Virginia Beach, Virginia. It was our first full conference since 2019, since before COVID. One of the hardest things for me during these conferences is preparing to preach on a Sunday when I've been chatting all week with colleagues and old and new friends from around the world. So we decided to do it. It's time to do something a little bit different. Is that okay? Okay, good. That was a yes vote. Anyway, we have such a deep bench of wonderfully gifted pastors. We have both preachers and teachers on our team. And uh, this moment, I'm excited to introduce one of our our MVPs, most valuable preachers. I want to give you some of the backstory. Pastor Chris Hayes has been with us since before day one of what used to be Spirit Life Church and became Now Church. Let me explain. Many of you know that my wife and I were on staff in the 80s as junior high pastors at Orlando Christian Center under Pastor Benny Hinn. The young adults, college and careers pastors, were a couple named John and Lisa Bevere who have gone on to write great books and be uh, very well known in their own right. On their leadership team in the young adults was a young couple in their early 20s named Chris Hayes and Bonnie DeSico. I briefly met them and ministered to them before they were married. That's how I knew them, Chris Hayes and Bonnie DeSico. At the very beginning of 1990, we were praying and believing for some new gifted assistant leaders for the youth. One morning while sitting on the platform during a service behind Benny Hinn, the presence of the Lord was really strong and we were transitioning out of worship and into the message. And I saw a light shining on a young couple. By now they were married. And it looked like an actual spotlight was on them. In the midst of a couple thousand people, one couple had a spotlight on them. But then I realized it wasn't a light. It was God. And suddenly the Lord spoke to my heart It almost sounds biblical, doesn't it? And then a shining light radiated over and the star settled uh, upon them. But we were really desperate for people that had a call of God. We had a team of, of administrative people around us, which was awesome, but we needed somebody we could rely on to preach and teach and really grow in the in the giftings and callings of God. So this one couple that had the light, and the Lord spoke to my heart, that's still small inner voice said, that couple is going to be a blessing to your life and you're going to be a blessing to theirs. I didn't know them, but I sensed that God was saying they would work on our team and youth ministry. I wasn't quite sure their names because when I met them, I met them and and, and a, a couple of their friends at the same time. So I didn't know if their name was Chris and Bonnie or Tom and Sheila. This is many, many years ago, over 32, almost 32 and a half years ago. Um, I spoke with John Bevere about them and said, could I pursue them to work with us as volunteers? And he said, oh, he gave his okay. 
So I called, back in those days, some of you don't realize what life was like before cell phones, okay? So we didn't, we didn't even have a, we didn't even have a home phone number. We had a work phone number. So I had to call him on his job. Where were you working? Dyke Industries, like he was in a warehouse, right? I had to call, interrupt his job and say, I need to speak to Chris Hayes. So he came to the phone. I talked to him just very briefly, asked if he would come meet with us. And he seemed very flustered. Youth ministry was not even on their radar at the time. They didn't want to work with young people. They knew that's a call to the Marine Corps. You know, they knew, they knew. But I drafted him anyway. Uh, they, we invited them to come pray with us. Just come pray with us and be at a meeting. And when we prayed together, when we prayed together in their little classroom, in a new building they'd just built, heaven came down just when we prayed together. We knew God was calling them. They became volunteers with Lightshine, our junior high ministry of over 100 young people. We had a church full of 11 to 14-year-olds. You talk about a call of God you need for that one, for real. A few months later, when we were sent out to begin a new church in Ocala, we thought they'd take our place in Orlando, but that didn't happen. Within a month or so, we called them to check on the youth, and they told us they felt the Holy Spirit leading them to leave everything in Orlando and move to Ocala just to volunteer and be with us. Tremendous. It was a great heart. We had no promises they would ever be on staff or team or anything else. But within a few weeks, things began to happen. He became our first volunteer youth pastor. Bonnie became our first staff member besides me as our, that we hired to be our church secretary, back when we had church secretaries. We had her as our church secretary for a while. Now she helps to, I mean, she's a leader at Central Florida Community College out here, the, the, the state college, excuse me. Can't say community anymore. Central Florida State College, she's one of the leaders out there now. She started out just helping us. Folks, I want to show you a few pictures real quick. So we're going to go back in time a little bit and just show. I know I can't see him on the screen right there, so I'll just, I'm going to have to, I'm going to turn. So this is Chris and Bonnie Hayes at one of our, so he came in with the mustache and a mullet. It was really nice. It was great. And um, anyway, he did some teaching and preaching. This was our first building we were in. There they are. Look, look how conservative they look at that point, man. They just look so refined. Very good. That's when we came to, this was the Joshua Project to buy this 24 acres of land. And he was my associate pastor by that point and believed with me. Look at those kids there. Anyway, anyway, he's been a teacher and a preacher. I've gotten to hear him many, many times on a Wednesday, but I've never been here when he preaches on a Sunday morning. So today, if we got to come, there he played drums, by the way, he was our first drummer and uh, helped us start the music team. There he is preaching in El Salvador, Pastor Carlos down there. Here he is, he was the head of our Bible school for a while when we had our Bible school in the late 90s. And he helped us, he's helped us build everything. They got the bricks up there because he helps build everything. He makes everything better. We call him the glue around here because he makes everybody stick. <laughs> anyway, he's a blessing to us. Is that it? I think that's it. I'd like you to get up on your feet and give honor to Pastor Chris Hayes while he sets up our month. Wow. 
please be seated. Wow. Man, he reflects on my life better than I do. Just if I ever start thinking about the purpose of my life, I'm just going to call Pastor Richard and have him tell me. <laughs> so good. Oh, man, I don't know how I'm going to just do this now. You have a way of always getting me to that place where I'm just a little, what, did you, what is your word? For climped? For climped. I even learned that word from him. <laughs> man, let me just tell you, I, I love seeing everything framed in legacy. And, and really, this is just a joy and a privilege. And, and really, if it just even just reflect back in my life, so much of it is framed in people's lives families and seeing things change over the years and seeing even some young people uh, meet each other here in the church, get married, have kids, have their kids grow up, start serving in the church. It's just like, man, that's an amazing miracle. So, so some of you, I know you are like legacy with me. So uh, anyway, but I've got a, a message to preach. So let me just reel it in for a second. Okay. So, uh, Today, we're going to start talking about Clean House, a new series. Are you ready for that? Yes. You didn't, How many enjoy cleaning house? Yes. Eh, it's a mixture, right? Okay, it's a mixture. Okay, let's start out with two verses real quick. Proverbs 24, verses 3 through 4, it says, A house is built by wisdom, and it becomes strong through good sense. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with all sorts of precious riches and valuables. Now, obviously, this isn't talking about a literal house. It's talking about the house of your life. But uh, let's go on. Mark 2, verse 22, or 21 through 22. Jesus said, Besides, who would patch old clothing with a new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving a bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the wine would burst the wineskins. And the wine and the skins would both be lost. So new wine calls for new wine skins, right? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this moment, this time. Lord, I just thank you for the honor, the privilege of speaking your word. And Lord, I believe that it is a sacred honor because you want to speak to someone today. And you have specific words to share and even specific terminology, exactly how you want it said. And Lord, I just yield all of who I am, and I pray that you would use this moment to connect and bring about heaven on earth, your purpose, your plans, your perspective, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so you ready? Okay, this is a big deal because I'm preaching in front of Pastor Richard. It's a big thing for me. <laughs> but anyway, I know he's like, oh, it's no big deal. Uh, yeah, he just gets up here, give him anything, like sell just, you know, whatever. Talk about the, the moon and stars, and he will preach like nobody's business. So I just appreciate that gift that we have in him. But let's start this whole theme. We were talking about this earlier, and we really had a chance. I love when we get together and we're talking, and we birth a message. And so we're birthing this theme. And uh, so anyway, so what this is based on, there's a, there's a TV series called Clean House, and so it's one of those series where as, as a team of specialists come in, they help a person or a family with a cluttered house. They help the owners sort through all the excess stuff. They sell the extra stuff at a yard sale, and then they use the proceeds to redecorate. 
right? And so it's one of those things you see this kind of theme happen through several different TV series, but this is the one we're talking about. And it's interesting to see how much stuff people accumulate, right? It's a little bit of space in the attic, then it's filled up. Well, then we need to buy a shed. Well, it's filled up. Well, now our living room gets filled up. Our, the bedrooms, oh, the extra bedroom. Well, now that's filled up. Well, it's not really a bedroom anymore. It's storage. You know, and it's just that kind of, we add on things to our life, but we do that in the spirit as well, too, in our emotions, in our life. We add on excess things. And so it's, it's just interesting to see the stuff they accumulate, and it's interesting that the stuff they once liked is now in the way of living their life. Right? Their living room is so full they can't live in it. Family room's so full they can't have family in it. Dining room, we don't dine there anymore, right? It's this kind of crazy stuff that happens. And then, of course, it's interesting the emotional, how emotional people are when they're so attached to things and stuff. And when the specialist is saying, okay, we need to make room. You need to give this up. Oh, but we've had that since. And, and it was a gift for, and, and I know it's ugly, but it means something to me. And and then there's this struggle. Sometimes they're like, oh, it means that much. Okay, then we'll decorate around it. Other times they're like, no, you got to let this go. You got to let it go. And then you're wondering why people so attached to certain things. I, I, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring about this, this you know, analogy here because that's like God in our life, right? He's trying to get us to the day of the big reveal. Like, I've got something better for you. Let me redecorate your life. Oh, you're going to love it more than what you have right now. Well, no, but I want this thing. I know it's ugly and stale, but, but it's mine. I've always had it. It's part of me. And God's like, no, 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 no. I need to, like, separate it from you. Believe me, you're going to like what I'm bringing better. Right? Do you trust that? Okay, I think I'm already hitting a place, you know, where everyone's agreeing, oh, yeah, maybe God's dealing with you in this season. And these seasons are reflective seasons. These seasons could be landmark seasons for your life. They come at you sometimes because it's a landmark season, like thinking about when you're single and then you meet the love of your life. Oh, she's so lovely. I am able to give up so much stuff. I had... This is not even my note. I had, when I was single, I was, my aspirations were I was going to be this rock drummer. Then I was going to be a Christian rock drummer. And then that was going to be my identity. So I had this big, huge set of drums for you drummers in the room. I had like eight cymbals and 13 drums, double bass kit. It was stacked, chimes, everything all around me, right? When I met the love of my life, and we needed money for our wedding. Listen, what did I love more? Come on. There's no, there's no comparison, right? I mean, drums can come and go. I figured I could always get another one, but I, didn't, I couldn't get another Bonnie DeSico. So anyway, so it's different things. You go through challenges or changes in your life, and the things that you value even change. But, you know, in this time of reflection, in this time, maybe you're going through a season where you've changed jobs or came into a new area. Maybe you had kids. Man, that changes your life. 
It changes everything. It changes your perspective. Maybe you have God just reveal something of his call in your life, and you realize, man, things have got to change. I've got to prepare myself for that. That's everything to me. Okay, so thinking about this, these transitions, these changes, these seasons of transitions are reflection. It's a time to take inventory of your life. It's a time of assessment to find out what things in my life are, are maybe they're, they're temporal, but maybe they're not eternally significant. And, and what space is it taking up? The perspective changes, like I said, as you value different things. So regarding the clutter, the clutter of our lives, I was just reminded when we were just talking about it, I immediately had this thought of, of how uh, my wife has blessed me in so many different ways, and I'm so glad you talked about Bonnie DeSico becoming Bonnie Hayes. And so, uh, but, um, you know, one of the things she brings to my life is cleaning house and clearing clutter. And, and our kind of uh, decor, if you will, our... our, our uh, preference is not minimalistic, but it's like, it's just clean. It's not clutter. It's clean. The less stuff sometimes that you look at, it's just, for us, it's like, relax. You know? You know what I'm talking about? Like, I mean, I mean, to go to Vegas, and I did go to Vegas many years ago. You guys blessed us with a Vegas trip, too. That was another part of being a part of this house. But so much stuff. I could only take it for a few hours, and I'm like, I can't handle it. I'm already stressed by what I see, everything around me. But, you know, so here's the thing. We don't live in clutter. And one of the things that, that my wife does, she's about out with the old, out with the old. It's a weekly ritual, obviously, because you go to the grocery store, you bring the stuff, you put it on the counter, and it's out with the old first, right? You should live this way. Some of you have your moms and your grandmas, and it's never out with the old. You know what I'm talking about? Come on over for lunch. No. <laughs> okay. Here's, here's the thought. Here's the thought. It's out with the old. But here's, it's a blessing and it's a challenge because her out with the old line is a little bit different than my out with the old line. I, I have a different... I have a different level of tolerance there. And, and there's some things that I get attached to. I do. And then... And then I go, and I'm like, I have this mindset like, oh, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do this project. Oh, yeah, I have that. And I go looking for it and through drawers and through closets. And, and then the thought hits me, she threw it away. I know. That's why I can't find it. She threw it away again. She's thrown it away. I know she threw it away. And I'll sit here. And I'll stew with it a little bit. She's throwing it away. She's throwing it away. I can't believe it. Why didn't she ask me before she threw it away? I bet she gave it away to one of our kids. I bet you. You know, she gives away stuff and throws away stuff. And so this is going on in my mind. And, and, and I appreciate the lack of clutter. But then I ask her and sometimes she's like, no, I didn't throw it away. You know, it's right over here. Oh, okay. Well, oh, that's right. Now I have to let all that pressure just die down that I was thinking. You know, but sometimes I find out she did throw it away. And I knew it because I went there with a the bratwurst all cooked and I went for the mustard and it's gone. How long does mustard last? It lasts forever. But it's gone now. And so what's left? Relish and what? I mean, you don't put ketchup on a bratwurst, you know. Anyway, so <laughs> Pastor Richard, that's right. Amen. 
Okay, so here's the whole thing. God is working in our lives, and sometimes maybe we go for that old thing that we expected was there, and we realize it's not there anymore. And God is shifting you on the inside, and you're like, oh, God took it away. I knew he's taking it away. He's taking it away. But sometimes we try to fight for it, and we want to live the way it always has been. And that's worse for us than God's plan. So I want to talk about a few things today, points to help you to clean house, clean house in your life, okay? And this is exactly what happens with all of these different shows. They always do it, and then they always give you helpful hints along the way. Here's the show, helpful hints along the way. Are you ready? Points to help you clean house. Number one, check the expiration date. Yeah, there you go. Some people get excited about that. Check the expiration date. Because most everything does have an expiration date. But did you know, here's where it gets really crazy. Some relationships have an expiration date. It was good. Then something changed. And it may be God looking out for you because maybe they haven't changed with you. Or maybe they're going in a different direction, but you have to redefine that relationship that it's not the same as it was. It expired. What was expired. You see what I'm saying? Think about this. How many times you might have a time where you get with God and you do it in just a certain way. He meets me and I do it a certain way. I just do it a certain I read a little and I have my little bread basket that I pull out a little scripture. I read it and I pray a little prayer and I'm out the door. Oh, God is so good. And then he deals with you about like that bread, little bread word. You know what I'm talking about? Little bread Okay, that's stale. And God says, it's, it's, a, it's a new season. I'm taking away your little bread loaf. You're stepping up. You're digging in. It's time for fresh bread. Something new. And so we always have to be moving forward, always have to be changing. Let me just say it this way. You know, uh, we have history here uh, with Now Church and how long I've been here is kind of crazy because, yes, you know, I'm 56 years old. Believe it or not. But you know what? Here's the deal. You know what keeps you young? What keeps you now, now, church? Always embracing a new season. That wasn't even a big enough amen. Because the reality is, if you don't transition, if you don't move with God, if you're not staying fresh with Him, then you can be one of those that is outdated expiration date. And guess what? The last one a lot of times that knows that their expired expiration date is the one (laughs) <laughs> that is still stuck in the past. They have this terminology of like, well, you know, back in my day when all these kids nowadays get off my lawn. <laughs> and they've, they've detached themselves from a generation of young people that are coming up that are leading and that we honor and that we appreciate and we absolutely love. I don't, under, I don't have to understand all the music, but I appreciate them. Amen. 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 Pastor Tristan, this is how you stay vibrant and young and now, church. Right? So, my Lord, I'm on the first point. Jesus, help me. Okay, so check the expiration date. What was good in the last season may not necessarily still be good. Ecclesiastes 3 says, everything has a season. A time for every matter under heaven. There's a time for every matter under heaven. There's a time for every matter under heaven. And it's not always the time for every matter. 
right? It's just knowing the time and season of God and what he's working in at the time. Remember Maria Kondo? She was another one that was doing all these kind of, you know, declutter things. She's this nice, was she, she was Japanese lady. And she had this show, and, and she would meet with these people that had all this clutter, right? And she would have stuff like, you know, they'd have way too many shirts and old shirts. You know old shirts? Yeah, some sleep, sleepy shirts, some project shirts. So she would go through, and she would hold them up for them and help them detach. She would say, pick up the shirt. Tell the shirt, thank you for giving me pleasure. But now... I let you go. Seriously, she did this. Seriously. I think that's my issue, honey, that I haven't had a proper goodbye for some of these things. I let you go, mustard. Oh, I'll see you again in a new form. But, uh, but here's the thing. God is dealing with us about like letting this stuff, some of this stuff was good, but it's just time to embrace something new. And this really hits home with mindsets. Your mindsets change. Your mindsets have to change in a new season. Some things are eternal. The word of God, his purpose, his truth is eternal. But even how you apply it sometimes, the management of it changes based on whatever season of life maybe you're in what he's doing in you. Second one, second point is, is God in this? That's a great question. When you're going through this reassessing time, you're questioning yourself, finding out, is God in this? What I mean is this, Matthew 16, verse 24, 25, it says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way and take up the cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will find it. Or a different translation says, if you give up your life for my sake, you will find true life. True life. So there's a, there's a, a life that we can live on the earth. And then there's a true life where the spirit of God is moving through our everyday There's true life. It's higher. It's greater. It's more significant. It's more fulfilling. All right? Now, you can choose not to live in that life and just live life. But I want the true life. Here's here's the thing in in, in light of this. Um, Is the life of God in this relationship, in this project, in this activity, this schedule? Or is it crowding out my relationship with Jesus? That's clutter. That's clutter. I want to see, I don't know about you, but I want to see God's fingerprints in everything that I'm bringing into my life. Significant undertakings, significant, whatever it may be, events, uh, even significant purchases. I position myself even praying, God, I want to see your fingerprints on it. I want to know you brought it. I want to know that there was favor and miracles. I want to see your fingerprints because I know if you brought it into my life, then you'll help sustain it too. Amen? If you can live in that's that, that's true life. You see that? It's true life. Number three, number three, true prosperity is not quantity, it's quality. Dude, this just like, 
This has been one of those, this has come from reflection in my life of having lived it a little bit and having gone through things and having accumulated things that I thought were important. They were important at that time. And then I realized later on what's really important, what's worth my time and my attention, what's worth my prayers, right? And this is another analogy you see with the people that fill their houses with knickknacks, tchotchkes, Little things that you invite people over and they wonder, why do you have that shelf full of, what is that? What, where, why? You know? And and it's this kind of, I know it means something to you, but after a while you'll find that some of those things are just, they end up in the attic, in the box. Right? And then your children look through it and they're like, why did you, why? why? What is the significance of this thing? I don't know. I collect rocks. It's weird. Everywhere I go to these incredible places and all this stuff, you know, I collect a rock and I write the date on it where I was, at the top of a mountain or another country or when we were swimming in a lagoon, you know, and, and uh, uh, where was it at? Bermuda, thank you. And uh, yeah, that's how I remember all this stuff. I look at my rocks. No. But, but I have a box of rocks and I just wonder what happens when my grandchildren look at that like, why? He, well, he traveled, but he, he brought back rocks. Anyway... But it's just strange. True prosperity isn't in the quantity of stuff. It's truly the quality. It's taking the inventory of that. Remember Proverbs that we started with, the wisdom builds the house. Common sense strengthens it. But remember knowledge brings, what is it? Precious, fills the house with precious things. And that's part of that taking inventory, determining what is really precious to you. And thinking about this in in James 1, verse uh, 16 through 18, it says, Every gift God freely gives is good and perfect. He gets you good quality stuff. Streaming down from the Father of lights, whom shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow of darkness and is never subject to change. God was delighted to give us birth by the truth of his infallible word so that we would fulfill his chosen destiny for us and become the favorite ones out of all of his creation. God brings good things to you to help you fulfill your destiny. That's why they're good. Amen? When you va- your, your value does change. Your values of things do change as you mature in relationship with Jesus. It really does. You become more heavenward. Not like you're looking to get away and go to heaven, like escape. But you become more kingdom-minded where you realize what's worth your time or not. Anyway, okay, number four, uh, transition. Transition. We're talking about these transition seasons that you may be in. Transition requires movement, and movement requires us to pack light. Pull it into spirit. Realize you're moving. Like, well, no, I'm not moving. I've been in the same house. No, you're moving spiritually. You're growing You're moving. The kingdom of God is always of the increase of his government. There shall be no end. Grows forever. It grows. And so the kingdom grows inside of us. So we're actually moving right now. You're sitting right now, but you're moving. Right? Because you're receiving the word that's moving in your life. You're moving. So, uh, you know, for sake of time, I wish I had time for this verse. Matthew 6, verse 30 through 34. 
It, it teaches about, you remember the wild flowers in the field? Don't be, you know, worried about how to clothe yourself. God clothes, clothes uh, the, the wild uh, flowers in the field and all this stuff. And he goes on, he explains all of this, like, don't be worried about the stuff. I am your supply. I am your source. Don't worry about tomorrow. Sufficient is just to focus on today. Because why? Because he's going to be there tomorrow. He's going to be, you're going to be okay. But all of that stuff in that whole Matthew 6, if you want to break it down and read Matthew 6, that chapter, when you read the whole chapter, think of it in terminologies of God wants us to pack light. Why? Not because he wants you to be poor. That's not the case. Look, he'd already said that you're going to, he's going to fill the house with precious things. What he is want to make sure is you always stay mobile, that you're always ready for God's go. Amen? Do you see that? Always ready for God to speak to you and to go. So last point, last point. Okay, finally, if you're going to reflect, let the Holy Spirit lead and frame your reflection. This is a little bit deeper, and you know it when you walk through it because this helps you to avoid self-absorbed emotional spirals. When you start reflecting on your life, oh, Poor me. You know, I really thought that by this age, my, my friends have, but I don't. And you start reflecting and you get in a, your own emotional spiral downward. God wants you to reflect, but the Spirit of God needs to be the narrator. The Holy Spirit needs to be your narrator. Because he's going to frame it in absolute truth. He's going to be able to tell you, you know, what the devil meant for God, got bad, God meant for good. What the devil, that's a song that's playing in my mind right now. What the devil meant for bad, God meant for good. He thought he stole it from me, but now it's testimony. Love that word. That's the Holy Spirit framing your world, saying, yeah, you went through some tough, but I redeemed it. Now look. Keeps you from that weird emotional spiral and reading it wrong so yes reflect but let the spirit of god work in you here is how listen to this psalms this last verse psalms 139 23 through 24 it says god i invite your searching gaze into my heart examine me through and through find out everything that may be hidden within me put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares See if there is any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious, everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. That's just like when I read it, it's like my heart cry. It's like my heart cry. And you know the reality of it is? I know that's a dangerous prayer. I know it is. I know it is. When you're asking God, I'm wide open, check me, help me sort through all my clutter, help me release some of the stuff that I thought I wanted, help me to embrace something that's new. I want to be a new wineskin, I want the new wine, and do whatever it takes to just help me separate so I can receive this from you. And I know, reveal every path. I love that. Reveal every path that's causing me pain. And I don't really realize, but I'm creating the pain myself by walking that path. 
Take me off of that path and right back to that path that leads me right back to you. Man, I think that's right where we're at right now. Are you ready to pray that dangerous prayer with me and mean it? Amen? Right now, just right where you're at, just sitting right where you're at, close your eyes. This is a very different kind of ministry, but it's preparing you for a new season. God is bringing now church into an incredible new season. He's preparing us for something much bigger. He's preparing us for bigger, 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 bigger building, yeah. Even bigger financial flow through your life. He's building you to a place of bigger ministry responsibility, helping others, encouraging others. Your world is being challenged to be bigger. But the first thing he has to do is just get rid of some of the clutter so that you can receive. Now, Father, right now, we just pray this. Agree with me. Lord, we pray this prayer that you would search me. Search us, Lord. And help us by your spirit to discern what's eternal and what's temporal, what is truly precious and what is just passing through our lives. Lord, help us to sort it out now. And by your spirit, clean house, clean house, clean house in our marriage, clean house with our children and our relationship with them to see it at a higher level. Clean house on our jobs and all of those activities we're pursuing. Clean house, Lord, and prepare us for a better day. Prepare us for a great reveal of your will and your purpose in our life. Lord, and we receive that path that leads us back to you. Reveal that path. Reveal that path, Jesus, that leads us back to you. If you're at that point where you just have not had that commitment relationship with God and I've just talked about all this stuff and you're like, man, I'm just so hungry. I want that. I want the path to God. I just want that path. I want to find him. I just want you to simply pray the prayer, Jesus, just show me the path and help me to walk in and I want to know you. Come into my life, clear the clutter and live in my house. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's it. All right, let's give God some praise. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, event registration, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you.